This is an SJC Radio production. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome to this. I'm going to call it a Christmas special edition of Pit Stop. Um, although, although there's nothing really special about it because it's just myself, Joe. Hello, Joe. Hello. Well, every episode is a special. Yes, I guess so. And, and Finn. Finn. Hello, Finn. Yep. Hello. Hello. Right. Let's start off, Joe. Now, um, last week we discovered. Was it last week or the week before? That know. your Hampshire rugby final ended in a draw. And that, that's yes. what Finn and I know. So tell me more. I still don't know any more either. Oh. So I, I will I will let you and the rest of the listeners know what actually happened or what the actual result is. So what was the but score? What was the score? What was the actual score? We know it was a draw. Twenty seven all. Wow. Who scored who scored who who tied it? Um well they missed a few conversions. Uh, and then I think we evened it up with another try or something like that. And it was in the last sort of few minutes. Right. And we thought we'd won it. Okay. But so we're not quite sure. You didn't play extra time, sudden death? No, it started quite late. It started at about five-ish. Yeah. And we were playing under floodlights. And I think they were quite reluctant to let us play on. So it was just the 80 minutes and then nothing else happened. So what happened to the, I imagine the, the I imagine, Joe, the trophy was there. Did they give it to both captains or what? No, nothing happened. We all just stood in the middle and clapped each other, and it would be going. The, the winner would be going on to. Uh, the winner would just be decided by uh, committee. Right. So we don't know. They should have played. Well, actually, to talk about draws, of course, we had the World Cup final on Sunday. I actually watched a bit of it. I don't normally watch football ever. No. Yeah, I did. Finn. Don't I watched. Lie. I watched the last twenty minutes. I think Argentina were winning two nil, and actually, I quite enjoyed it. Um, it's a great game, wasn't it? I watched extra time. I didn't watch the penalties. I think penalties are a waste. I, I don't agree with with penalties. It should have gone to should have gone to sudden death, um, which is what I think your rugby final should have gone to, Joe. They should have played on, and it should have been next person, next score, like golden goal. Well, next yeah, score, yeah. be it a drop goal penalty or try, uh, should have you know decided it. But um, hey ho, right. So we'll wait and see. <laughs> I would, I would have backed myself with a drop goal. Oh, that's good, Finn. That's good. Yeah, yeah, I would have. Have you it. scored a drop goal in a competitive match, Finn? 
No, I, I missed it. No, but 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 you think that that you might in a yep. Like I, I said, I've said about ten times to my friends, I, I back, I would back myself for the Harry Kane penalty. But oh, so, oh, so we're talking football penalties as opposed. No, no, like an actual in the rugby oh. game. In if there was need next next score wins, I would have backed myself with a drop goal. Yeah, but I also would have backed myself um, for the penalty against France. Yeah, because didn't Harry Kane kick it over the crossbar? Uh, no, yeah, but also the refereeing was a bit dodgy. There, yeah. there was the whole. Oh, have you seen some of his Wikipedia stuff? No. So no, I, I haven't. Um, I, I, I've read a, a number of interesting surprised. articles about our defeat. There was one interesting one, I, I thought, which was saying that psychologically, if your team takes the knee to the opposition, it puts you psychologically at a disadvantage. I thought that was that quite interesting. The amount of waffle I've ever heard. Well, no, I think there's something that's, in there. Yeah, that, I tell you what, that's even worse than yeah. your thing about how they should like British superbikes or whatever it was. What? No, that, that, no, that wasn't me. About the British? No, no, no. You were saying that Formula One is going to reset. So well, no, I, I said I, I, I said it wouldn't surprise me if they went down that route, uh, sort of a British superbike style point scoring system. Right. So let's move on from from Joe's rugby. Now we're obviously on our Christmas holidays. Um, now, Joe, you, you, I had a message from you saying enjoy your ski trip. Unfortunately, it didn't I happen. Did. The flight, oh. the flight was cancelled, so I didn't go. So oh. that was a shame. But I have got it rescheduled. Yeah, I've got it. Res- get- I've got it rescheduled for February half term. The good thing is, Joe, I'm going skiing to Austria, Zellumsee. You might have been there. I don't know. Yes. At the end of January, and then about two weeks later, I'm going to Zermatt in half term. And then a few weeks, and then a few weeks after that, Joe, I'm going with some other St John's people, possibly Finn. I don't know. Going to basically, I've said a few times that I'm not going if uh, uh, one of the certain person comes with their children. (laughs) Who's that? Okay, don't don't say it on air. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I think you might be able to figure that one out. I'll have to think about that. Right. Okay. Um. Are you going away at all, Joe, Finn, this Christmas? No, no. No? no. Well, I'm going to Dorset and then I'm heading up to Kent, so not really. Well, okay, that, that is, that's going places, albeit not abroad, oh, that yeah. sounds good. And what about Finn? What about presents? You got any exciting huh? presents you're expecting? Maybe a new, I don't know, racing game or something? No. Not no racing games. No? But getting some AirPods and... Uh... A bit of like golf, but this, this, this lot. Some golf stuff. What about you, Joe? What are you expecting for hoping to get? Oh, I genuinely don't know. I'll let you know <laughs> after Christmas, but I genuinely have no idea. That's good. So it'd be, be a nice surprise. Yeah. I've got my present already. Have you? Yeah. It's a pair of um, chauffeur yeah. trousers. What, what have you asked Santa? What have you asked Santa? No, that's it. That's it. I've got them. <laughs> Santa got... got them for a bit early. <laughs> so early. good this year. Yeah. <laughs> You know what, Joe, I'm going to get you a crate of. I'm going to get you a crate of beer because I know you're a proper drinker. Probably a box of tea bags might be more appropriate, Finn, for me to be honest. Oh, right. Or, or hold on, or some chocolate. Do you know what? Actually, do you know what I will get you? What's that? Somehow, I'll get you a Lewis, one of them Lewis Hamilton monsters. No, don't do that. No, don't do that. <laughs> he, he doesn't like monsters. He's a. He's a Red, Red Bull, Bull man. fan. Oh no! You, oh, you mean in terms of drinks? I'm a Red Bull man. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah Red Bull, is. please, Finn. Although why do you not like no, I, Although I can't, although I can't I did, legally do that. Actually. No, you're right. You <laughs> although I did try a Valentino Rossi monster 
when we went to Sestria on our school ski trip. And actually, it was I quite liked it. My only criticism being that the can was very big. There was an awful lot of drink there, but it was the Valentino Rossi. Um, it was very popular. It kind of, it kind of sold out, but uh, yeah, I quite like that. Now, isn't, isn't a lot of drink a good thing? Uh, yes, yes, I, I guess it probably is. But there, there was, yeah, you're right, Finn. You're right. Now, news. There's been an awful lot of news here. Now, what I've done, I've just selected three things which I thought were of interest. Well, two of them are of interest to me. One of them more of interest to you. You might actually mention this one yourself. Now, um, Joe, I know you've done some preparation. I, yeah. I, Finn, have you done any preparation? Um, That's a no. One sec, one sec. I'm just looking right. at the This is now... This typical Finn, isn't that? Finn hold does on, his, he's doing his preparation now. So, Finn, whilst Joe is talking, you can do your little preparation bit. Right, oh, Joe, okay. any big items of news? What's the biggest one as far as you're concerned? Well, I've just got some, because the topic of this week is things to look forward to oh, in 2023. We're going to leave that to later. Do you want me to say the things that I've got, Joe? Yeah, go for okay. it. Okay, um, things that interested me one of them was about barcelona and apparently barcelona the circuit de catalonia they want to get rid of that horrible chicane at the end of the lap and they want to go back to those two fast right-handers instead that's what they want to have for f1 yeah that's what they want so really pleased that's the sort of news that i like to hear um i see i think we're entering a uh a new age whereby in which people want fast, exciting circuits again. I think the era of long straights, fiddly chicanes and, and very slow hairpins. I think that sort of, I think we're moving away from that. And it seems to be the That's trend good. nowadays is to go for fast corners, which we really, really like. So I'd love that to happen. That would be great. The next bit of news concerns the WEC calendar. For 2024 now, I think last week or the week before, I think when we were talking about things that we we are hopes for 2023, I said one of my hopes was that when they released the 2024 WEC calendar, they would include a round at Silverstone. Well, they haven't done that. Instead, um, we've got a new round in 2024, and that's going to be at, where do you think it might be? Is it in Britain? No, 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 it, it's not. So we, we, we don't have a British race, which is a great shame. Instead, in fact, the opening round in 2024. Bahrain. You're very close, Finn, but they already race in Bahrain. You are very close. Qatar. Qatar. Yeah, you're right. Qatar will be the opening round of the WC in 2024 and for the next five or six years after that. Um, Qatar's an okay circuit, but for me, that's... Difficult. I quite like Qatar. I quite, I quite like the sale. I quite like it. But for me, it's a bit disappointing because the racetrack has no history whatsoever of sports car racing. And there'll be a hand, only a handful of people at, at the race because I, I, I very much doubt the WC has much of a following in Qatar. So to me, that's disappointing because you're going to have this incredible race series with all these manufacturers entering, uh, racing around a fairly bland um, racetrack facility in the middle of the desert with only a handful of people spectating i I, i'm not happy with that but there we go um 
the third one, that piece of news, which perhaps arguably the biggest piece of news and is relevant to Formula One, is about Andreas uh, Seidel. Joe, you were uh, oh, oh, yes. What do you know about him, Joe? Uh, isn't he no longer... Yes. Uh, what was his position? CEO? No, no, that was Zach Brown. Is he no longer team principal? Yes. He, so he's leaving McLaren. Do you know where he's going? No. Where is he off? He's going to Salba. Well, Alfa Romeo. Salba. Oh, yeah. And Frederick Vasseur, who was the team manager at Salba, where's he going? He's going to Ferrari. Ferrari. Yeah, well done. Ferrari. Oh, yeah. He's not he's going. He's going to Ferrari. So that, I, that news, I think, is a blow to McLaren. And I don't think Landon Norris is very happy about that. Um, it also means be. that going back, you may, Joe, you mentioned Audi before. So Audi are entering Formula One in what year is it, Joe? Remind me, is it 26? 26. So, um, so the current Alfa Romeo team, they're going to become the Audi team in, in 2026. And who will be the team manager of that. Right. So those are the bits which I thought were worth mentioning. Joe, anything to add to that? Don't uh, well, nothing that doesn't look forward to 2023. Okay, that's okay. We, we can oh, come on to that. Something. Finn, in, in the sort of I've five minutes you've had to do some research. I've you... got something regarding my favourite motorbike rider. Right. Oh, John McPhee. John McPhee. So you've been on his Instagram, I'm assuming. He's got married. Oh. <laughs> I know. I'm heartbroken. I was planning to marry him myself, but... <laughs> right. So, thank you for that. So, John McPhee's got married, but there's no news of a ride in World Supersport or anything? No. No? Okay, well, keep us... You know, I, I'm, I'm trusting you to sort of keep abreast of all things John McPhee. So, if he does get a World Supersport ride, I'm relying on you to tell us about that. Right. So, Joe, let's go to you. So you got some yep. news items relevant to 2023. Or, 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 Joe? Do. Right. right. Let's do it. So there are six new driver pairings for um, for F1 next year, which is quite a lot, I think. So all the seats have been confirmed. Yeah. Um, so I, I was going to run you through the ones that have changed, and yes. I won't tell you the ones that yeah. haven't. That makes perfect sense. You know. Yeah. Um, that. So Williams, Alex Albon stays where Sargent uh, replaces Latifi. Um, Nick De Vries comes in for Pierre Gasly at Alpha Tauri. Pierre Gasly is going to Alpine with Esteban Ocon, replacing yeah. Fernando Alonso, who's going to Aston Martin, who's replacing um, Vettel. Holy smokes. Yeah. Hulkenberg is replacing Schumacher, leaving Schumacher without a seat. That's the no, 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 Literally, well, I'm scrolling on Instagram, and um, oh. the F1 posted that he's uh, the now Mercedes uh, reserve driver. Well, that, yeah, well, that, yes, I mean, that, that's... That's a tournament seat. Yeah. All right, okay, but um, he's going to, uh, yeah, okay. So, I mean, that's quite interesting. There's going to be a debut for Oscar Piastri, Nick DeVries, and Logan Sargent. Oscar Piastri, where is he racing again, Joe, remind me? He's at McLaren. Oh, gosh. That, that, yeah, okay. He's replacing Ricardo, and Ricardo hasn't got a seat either. Is Ricardo, do, is he a test driver for Red Bull? Yes. Right. And then there's a storyline that perhaps Ricardo's breathing down Perez's neck a bit. Possibly. Joking. I, I'm going to go over to Finn. You mentioned uh, Mick Schumacher becoming the 
test driver at Mercedes. That's quite an interesting move, that isn't it? Because um, I imagine it. I imagine in a in the in the near future that Hamilton's going to retire. That could be Mick no Schumacher way. in a Mercedes, couldn't it? Possibly. No way. Or not. No way. Unless the Mercedes come a back of the a back of the grid team, then maybe there's no no chance. Well, that. Well, hold on. But what you? The reason I say that, you will have a German driver in a German car, which is dad drove. Which is dad drove. So it's quite a strong. Yeah, I know, but he's not really great, though. Is I know, I know what you mean. And in fact, I was reading today about Lando Norris, and um, the article was saying that Lando, Lando Norris is not being chased by, but I think both Mercedes and Red Bull are interested in Lando Norris long term so perhaps when hamilton retires norris might go to uh, mercedes possibly uh, who knows so okay so some interesting quite a few driver changes there joe thank, thank you for that quite a few new debuts or a debut for las vegas track ah now uh, hold on. That, 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 been designed. this is good can i pause you there so we're now moving on to yeah. and i'll go with you first joe reasons to be excited about 2023 over to you mm-hmm. joe well, I might put a bit of a dampener on the start of it because the track that Las Vegas uh, will be raced in Las Vegas is going to be de- designed by uh, Herman Tilke. It's uh, been designed, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. Yeah. But what I would say, like, it doesn't look that bad. What I would say, Joe, is that he designed the the Q8 racetrack, which made its international debut a couple of weeks ago, and actually that was a really good circuit. So. Um, I wonder yeah, but whether... he also designed Sochi. He also designed Abu Dhabi before the changes. But I, I wonder, Joe, whether Herman Tilke has had a change in, I don't know, in, in the way he designed circuits. Because his, his older circuits were terrible, but his, his more recent circuits seem to be okay. Um, because that Q8 circuit did not feature any hairpins. It was all fast corners. That's very unlike a... Apparently, his son designed Jeddah. Is that true? I think you're right. Yes, I think you you are right there. Um, okay, so that's good. Joe, any other reason to be excited? So a new racetrack is always... I always get excited about a new racetrack. I'll be very excited to see what um, Las Vegas is like. Uh, it might be that we're disappointed. It, it might be that we're um, you know, surprised at how good it is. Any other reasons to be excited about 2023, Joe? Uh, well, there's three rookies, as we've said. So yeah. De Vries, Piastri, and um, Sargent. Yeah, that's a nice link into what you said earlier. I like that. Uh, obviously, the, the Las Vegas Grand Prix, Ferrari's new direction under Vasseur. When you say the Las Vegas Grand Prix, that's not the season opener, is it? No, 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 no but exciting. Class, isn't it? uh, it's, it's, no, it's second, yeah, it's penultimate race. Right, but you're saying... It's a new race, isn't it? Right, so you're saying with the changes at Ferrari, it'll be interesting. You're excited to see how, whether Ferrari's tactics improve and so on. Yeah. I'd but, like to also get your thoughts on um, Joe and Tsunoda, because I think this could be, if they don't perform, this could be their last season F1. Yeah. Tsunoda wasn't that bad last season. He was... No, but you can't afford to be not that bad, can you, in F1? But but, but as you've established, yeah, Joe, like... Formula 1 doesn't necessarily contain the, the top 20 drivers in the world, does it? Um, no. So, um, right. remind me of those, th- those drivers' names. That one's from Japan. I'd say Joe and Tsunoda on their last legs. So, the, the Chinese driver, 
I mean, he's probably very well backed, isn't he? So I, I can't see yeah, cool. Formula One getting Bags rid of a cash. Chinese driver. Finn, over depends. to you. At, at, no, hold on a minute. It depends. Because if um, Sauber stay at the team towards the back of the grid, then he's probably going to stay because they've got money and they've got Bottas who can perform. But if they uh, become sort of in the midfield, then they'll want to get rid of him for someone that knows how to drive, you know? Quite possibly. But, I mean, Latifi did... You know, I know Williams have got rid of him now, but but he did last quite a few years, didn't he? Um, yeah, because well, he had money. That's right. Money talks, absolutely. Now, Finn, any, can you think of any other reasons to be excited about 2023? Yeah, but I'd like you to go first. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to talk about, <laughs> and lots of people are excited about, about this, the 2023 WEC and... IMSA series because um, I think what we've got in the WC we've got lots of new manufacturers entering we've got factory Ferrari team the first time since 1973 we've got a factory uh, Porsche team plus Porsche privateers you've also got a Cadillac in the WEC um, so there's lots of new manufacturers entering the hypercar class so that's really really good um, but in the States, uh, the IMSA championship, they've got they've got rid of the old DPI class and they've replaced it with it's called LMDH or well, or GTP. They're calling it LMDH stands for Le Mans Daytona Hybrid. And what it also means. So what, what, what is the LMDH? Well, the, the, the manufacturers have a choice of four chassis. You can only choose. Uh, I think it's a Multimatic sh- 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 Chassis, a Delara, a Liger, or an Eureka. Then as a manufacturer, you have to add your own styling, bodywork to those to, to, to one of those chassis. There is a standardized hybrid unit and gearbox, uh, and you as a manufacturer have to supply your own engine. So it's a really, really cheap way for a manufacturer to enter a series. You buy an off-the-shelf chassis, you've got an off-the-shelf hybrid system, and gearbox, you just need to add your own styling and your own engine. So it's a really cheap way for manufacturers to enter the sport. As a result of that, we've got in the IMSA Championship, we've got entries from Cadillac, mentioned them before. We've got BMW, um, we've got Porsche, who are entering both the WC and uh, the IMSA Championship. Um, oh, and Acura, Acura as well. And what's great is that cars. Um, could race in both championships where it's been many, many years since a WEC, WEC car has been able to race in an IMSA race and an IMSA car being able to race in a WEC race. So that means the IMSA cars can race at Le Mans, which is fantastic. What we've also got, because th- this new formula is it, a cheap way for manufacturers to, to enter the sport, um, it also means that uh, privateers can enter as well. So, so Porsche, as I said before, in the WEC, they've got a, a couple of customer teams. Sports car racing is healthiest when you've got customers able to compete against factory teams. We are about to enter a golden era sports car racing. The last golden era ended in the 80s with Group C. Uh, it's not just me saying that, it's everybody saying that. So it's going to be an amazing year. Who else is saying it? Name one person that's also saying it. My brother. Is one person, but but should we uh, but should if, we start watching WC then? Um, yeah, but for me it depends. The WC depends on the circuit. So 
I'm not particularly excited about watching a WC race at Fuji, terrible circuit. Bahrain, bit dull. Guitar, a bit dull. But WC at Le Mans, Spa, Sebring, Monza, yeah, something to get really excited about. All the IMSA races should be exciting because all their tracks are really, really good. Right, Finn. Okay, so I've said my bit. What are you excited about for 2023? Right, I'm excited for... Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm excited for um, Anea Bassinini being on a competitive a competitive bike. Well, I, I like that, Finn. In fact, yeah. well, he had a competitive bike last year, but of course he's on the factory Ducati now. Yes. That, that's... Um, one... I'm also excited for Silverstone because I'm probably yeah. going to go back yeah. with you. Yeah. And yeah. You asked me about the the dates for Silverstone earlier. Was it your parents were talking about whether were they looking at booking a summer holiday? And you were saying, well, hold on, you've got to keep this weekend free or something. No. No. Okay. I, I, I you were just wondering uh, when it was. Um, I really liked the, the first point you made, Finn, about Bassinini yeah. being on a factory Ducati because. Because we know from last season that that Bastianini will not will not be a number two in that team. I mean, Jack Miller was very much a number two, and his role was to support Bagnaia. Bastianini wants to beat Bagnaia, so you know we could have some some really. Some I, really... Reckon my, I reckon he I reckon he wins a championship. Well, he he, he could he, he could because in that in the battles they had last year, Bastianini tended to come out on top more often than not. Where's Miller next year? Uh, Miller is on the KTM. Is that an upgrade or a downgrade? Uh, I would say a downgrade. Personally, if I was the factory Ducati team, I would have stuck. I would have kept Miller. Um, really? Would you bin the Fagnai then? No, I'd have, I'd, no kept both, I'd have kept both of them because we've seen in Formula 1, if we go back to 1988, look what happened in 1988 with, with McLaren and Formula 1. You had Prost and Senna, both number ones in that team. Um and if you look at Williams in the mid to late 80s, take the 1986 season when Williams had PK and Mansell, they were both number ones. They lost the championship to Prost, mainly because they raced against each other and, and they took points off each other, which kind of allowed Prost to sneak the title at the end of the season. So what I'm saying is, as a team manager, you don't really want to have two number ones. You want a, ideally a, a, an out-and-out number one, and number two is going to support your number one rider. Chances of you winning the championship are greater that way. But as a spectator, okay, as but Finn, as a spectator, we want to have two number ones backing against each other. Right. So then, if you're saying you're saying if would you rather have have as your driver pairing right now for Red Bull Perez and Verstappen or Perez and or, or Verstappen and Hamilton? Well, or let's put it this way: as if I was the team manager, I would keep it as it is. As a spectator, you'd obviously want to have Verstappen and, and Hamilton in the best cars. So no, no, oh, no, no, you wouldn't though, because no. like if you've got the option to have Lewis Hamilton and Verstappen on the same team, you would a hundred percent take it. You'd be mad not to. Possibly, but they would battle against each other, and they would th th there'll be times Finn when they would take each other out, and that um, might allow somebody somebody in another team to sneak the championship. So, I'm going to disagree with you, Finn, but I like what you're saying. Joe, Joe, would you have as your sec as your would you have in your team um, Verstappen or Hamilton or Verstappen and Perez? I see what both of you mean. 
but I'd probably want to have the best two drivers I physically could. Yeah. Thank you very much. Well, I, I, I'm not saying I'm wrong, I'm right, and you're wrong. These are just two different opinions. And uh, uh, yeah, um, but Finn, you yeah. Know what? If you were in an F1 team, you would probably be the um, uh, like the clothing designer because the clothing you know, designer. You know what I mean? Because okay, wait, 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 wait a sec. Give me, let me try get my point. Well, yeah. In all fairness, Finn, I, now I can tell you this: because you're not very good at uh, making decisions. You try think too hard, and you get it quite wrong. <laughs> I'm going to take what he just said as a compliment because I like to think clothing designer. I like to think I got pretty good taste in clothes. My my new trousers, <laughs> my Christmas present, are pretty awesome. I've seen thing. you wear two outfits in my whole life: yeah. your sports clothes, your uh, like great, your like brownish grey trousers, and yeah. your blue top. That's the only two things yeah. I've ever seen you wear. You can see why, Finn. I needed a new pair of trousers, but they are yeah. unbelievably cool. Uh, Joe, they're made by uh, a firm called. Showful, which are a ski brand, my ski jackets. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a showful, very expensive showful jacket. My my yeah. jeans are showful jeans. They're also nice. Very, they're also very expensive as well. But I, I nice. love them. So Ben, thank you for that compliment. Yes, I, I would no be problem. very good at no designing uh, team wear for um, no, 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 a no, team. No. Would you get them all from a showful? Yes, I probably would yeah, actually. Yeah. Uh, we're yeah, going to be sponsored by Showful, and we're all going to have to wear the, uh, our blue shirts and our brownish trouser things you know what joe what, 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 when i go skiing and i see somebody oh wearing... actually i've seen oh. you wear something else what's that your yellow damien shirt i wear that quite a lot when i go skiing joe and i see somebody wearing a show full jacket i think that person's got a good taste nice i always think that now um finn i i, I loved yeah. your point about being excited about bagnaya and bastianini being the same team i can't believe i didn't think of that myself that's a really really good one uh before we move on, anything else to be excited about in 2023? Um, we'll, we'll, we'll move on. Something might come to you a bit later. Now, I'm going to sort of um, put a bit of a dampener on things, actually, because I was reading an article by a chap. I mentioned him before, a chap called Matt Oxley. He's a motorsport. He, he writes for Motorsport magazine, and he's their MotoGP correspondent. He is the best um uh, moto gp writer there is i'd always strongly recommend reading anything written by matt oxley and he was talking about um the concerns that 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 some people have about the direction in which moto gp is going regarding the racing now last season there were some very good races we had a good race at silverstone which we saw there was a brilliant race at phillip island but generally the racing in 2022 wasn't as good as in previous years and i think there were a few more races where um which were where a rider led from start to finish and there were other races where there might have been just one or two changes in, in the top three during a race um, why is that? Well, that's mainly down to all these aerodynamic appendages which have appeared in the bikes, but also um, there's been a lot of new technology introduced into MotoGP. They've got these devices um, coming out of slow corners. The, 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 the Caddy's got their right height device where the, the back of the bike sinks down under acceleration, which stops the, the bikes willying. They've got these whole shot devices, which they use at the start of the MotoGPs. There's lots of new technology and it's having a negative uh, effect on the racing. I talked about the aerodynamic appendages. It's now much more 
they have now dirty air in MotoGP, which, of course, Joe, you've talked about that in Formula One quite a lot. So yeah. um, it, it's mainly down to Ducati. They're the ones who come up with all these new technological developments and other teams sort of have to copy them in order to stay competitive. The result being is that the racing hasn't been as good as it used to be. And um, one would argue that the racing was better in World Superbikes last year, um, despite the sort of the, 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 the lack of, sort of depth of field in, in World Superbikes. The racing at the front end between uh, Ray, Bautista and uh, top rack, what was arguably better than the racing that we saw in MotoGP last year. I would like to see Dorna, the governing body, actually make some changes. I would like to see all those aerodynamic uh, appendages. I'd like to see them all uh, abolished, made illegal, because um, I think that's what's affected uh, the racing most in a, in a negative way. So there's a slight, you know, cause for concern. What are they doing next year? Well, they're not really changing the rules. What they're doing is introducing a sprint race on the Saturday. We might see some exciting sprint races. Um, but if the bikes still find it difficult to follow each other, if they still have issues with their overheating front tyre, then I don't think those sprint races are going to produce the exciting races, which perhaps Dorna are hoping they will. <laughs> Twenty twenty two driver salaries. Um, now I'm just talking about the amount of money that the drivers were paid by the teams. Not this doesn't include any sponsorship uh, deals. Uh, Finn, can you guess who the highest paid Formula One driver was last year by their team? Verstappen. Uh, no, it wasn't actually. Well, Hamilton. It was Joe. How much do you think Hamilton was paid by Mercedes last year? Ooh. 100 million. No, 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 much less than that. Finn? Much less, 22. No, uh, 40 million. Uh, but of course, Joe Norfair. Still a lot. Joe Norfair is with his sponsorship deals on top of that. I probably would be pushing 100 million, I suspect. Um, easy question. Who was the second highest paid Formula One driver? Verstappen. Verstappen. He was paid 35 million by Red Bull. Who was the. Which driver received the least amount of money from their team last year? Joe. Very close. Bottas. No. Uh, no, you were very close with your first one. It was Sunoda. Sunoda. Uh, how much do you think he was paid by his team last year? 1.5 million. You're close. $750,000. Blimey. Um, now, what's interesting, I also looked up how much the uh, MotoGP riders were paid by their teams. Again, this doesn't include any sponsorship deals. Finn, who do you think was the highest paid MotoGP and rider? So, so Hamilton got ne nearly, so, I mean, the, my maths is a bit off, yeah. but roughly Hamilton got a week, what Sonoda got a year. You're probably right, yeah. No I, I, I don't, can't do the maths, but you're probably right. Well, I'm not far off. I'm sure you're I'm probably, right. Probably, I am. I am out, but it's not too Perhaps far you off. ought to ask Finn because Finn's mum's a maths teacher, so Finn's an expert oh, yeah. on maths. Yeah. What? Right, Finn. Question to you: Who was the highest-paid MotoGP rider last year by their team? Marquez. He was. Well done. Any now, bearing in mind the highest-paid Formula One driver was paid forty million. How much do you think Marquez was paid? Five. You're not a million miles out. A bit more than that. Twelve. Uh, Fourteen million dollars. 
Now, who was the second highest paid MotoGP rider? Katoa. Yeah, how much was he paid by his team? Ten. Six. Six million dollars. Um, now, in terms of the lowest paid uh, MotoGP riders, there were quite a few. I think all the rookies, so people like Bezeki, Ralph Fernandez, Remy Gardner. How much do you think they earned, the lowest paid? 750000 No, lower than that. Oh, 200000 uh, 250000 uh, by their team. What surprises me here, a little bit is the disparity between how much Formula One drivers are paid by their teams and how much MotoGP riders are paid. So highest paid Hamilton, Formula One driver, so well, it's 40 million there, compared to Marquez, 14 million. I I'm surprised by that. How much was, how much did Hamilton earn a year? 40 million. That's from his team. That's excluding, any, excluding any sponsors. So and Sunoda got seven hundred and fifty. Yeah, thousand. Yeah, so seven hundred and fifty thousand would give you thirty nine million a year. So Hamilton per week earns more than Sunoda gets a year. Okay, that's interesting. That's just now going back to this tremendous difference between um, MotoGP and Formula One wages. The the problem I have with that is that the MotoGP riders, in terms of the performance of the bike, they have a far greater input into the performance of a bike than a Formula One driver has um, with a Formula One car. And also, the MotoGP riders, at every single race, they are risking injury uh, at every race they, they, they do. And also, you could argue that they're, they're risking death as well, compared to a Formula One driver who... And Formula One has become a, a an extremely safe sport, and injuries are very, very rare. Injuries in MotoGP are extremely common. It seems unfair to me that riders who who add more to the performance of their machine and take far greater risks get paid substantially less than Formula One drivers. That's just my opinion. Any thoughts on that? Uh. Well, it's more popular. You know isn't what? It? I'm yeah. going to agree with you. Oh, I am actually going to agree with you. That's probably a first. That's probably a first, Finn. And no, I've agreed with you. So I've agreed with um, old DRS. Nonsense. Good, uh, Joe. Your, your point, Joe. You made a well, It's because it's more popular. I, I do agree with you. Yeah, uh, you and Finn. But it's because it's more popular, isn't it? Yeah, I guess that's probably... why. You know, more more viewed sports, you'll get paid more. So if I was yeah. to become a professional footballer, yeah. I'd be paid more than yeah. if I became a professional. I, I think you're player. right. I think bottom line is there's more. Is that a thing? Can you become a professional? <laughs> there's there's more money in Formula One than there is MotoGP. Obviously, the TV deals there's a lot you know there's a lot more money exchanging hands than there is for MotoGP. So I think that's a reflection, really, as you say, Joe, of the popularity of uh, the sport. That that's all I've got. That's all I've got, folks. Um, we've actually been talking for oh gosh about forty minutes, so we've done rather well there. <clears throat> so I think that's probably. That's us done for the year, isn't it? Because uh, next week is the Christmas week. Uh, nothing will happen in the world of motorsport for the next couple of weeks. So we'll probably get back together at the start of next term. Your thought? Yeah, probably. Because then once we get into January, things will start to happen. Of course, in January, the, 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 the racing season starts because we've got the Daytona 24 hours, the first round of the IMSA Championship, where we've got those new cars from, from Porsche, Cadillac, I love the Cadillac, the Cura, 
uh, and uh, BMW and uh, so on. So I think we'll end it there. So I, I so I think we'll just wish our listeners a, a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Uh, goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye. Bye. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, everybody. for listening to this episode of pit stop with mr bird there's a few new things i want to make you aware of we've got a new website which you can find by going online to shows.acast.com forward slash pit stop where you can also find links to our twitter and uh, on the about page more information about the hosts as well we're also on lots more platforms in addition to where you're listening to us now so we're now on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Apple Podcasts and Amazon Music and lots more as well as TuneIn like we've been on since we started. So head over to those platforms to subscribe on the most convenient one for you and find all our back catalogue of episodes to listen to again as well.